0: Study this morning, Luke chapter number six. Uh, we're going to look in verse number 27. We'll start there first. And and this is what we're going to do. Last week, we, we began the, the series of A Life That Is Blessed with understanding that the blessings of God are determined by us, by the choices that we make. It's obvious that God wants to bless us. Amen. God desires to bless us, and and so that that is a a determined deal, but it's our choices and our obedience to Him that brings that to pass. Now, here's here's one thing that that I do want to cover today and make sure we all get today, that that God does not bless giving. God does not bless giving. God blesses giving with a right heart. I I have given before and received nothing back. I I have known Christians who have come up to me and said, Preacher, I'm tithing, and I'm giving, and I'm doing it, and I don't seem to be getting nothing from it. Well, there might be a good reason for that, and we want to cover that today, all right? So if y'all are ready, say amen. The Bible says, Luke chapter number 6, verse 27, the writing in your Bible should be read if you have a red-letter edition Bible, and that means who's speaking? Jesus is talking. Now watch what he says. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. I told him in the other service that would blow Facebook all to pieces, wouldn't it? Them them two verses right there, it's going to mess everything up. Amen. Unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. I told my brother that, you know, he's kind of redneck, and he said, but Malcolm only got two cheeks. Amen, you only get one. Uh, He says, that's when y'all are supposed to laugh, because that was funny. That was funnier than the other one, because it really, uh, you understand that my brother's not really uh, forgiving. Amen. Uh, He said, and him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. That's a good verse, amen. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? You know what? In other words, God is saying, big deal. If you love them that love you, that's not that big a deal. He says, why? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful, and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. And by the way, let me back up. Let me back up. Because I know we don't like being good to people that's not good to us. I mean, it's just our natural uh, response. But did you see what Jesus just said right here? He says, I want you to do this so you can be like your father. Talking about our heavenly father. What did he do? He said he was kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Now, let me help you understand who he's talking about. He's talking about us. We were the unthankful in the evil. He said, "Oh, but I'm thankful. You are now, but you wasn't when He found you." But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. In other words, He loved us before we were lovable. Now, and that and that just tells me too that God's never going to ask you to do something that He hadn't already done. Amen. Now, now we're getting to the meat. Now we're understanding something that God wants us to understand. He's dealing with our heart. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. All of these are matters of the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If you are speaking condemnation from your mouth, it's coming from your heart. If you have a judgmental attitude and a judgmental spirit and judgmental words are coming out of your mouth, it's come from your heart. If you have a forgiving spirit and forgiving words, it's coming from your heart. It's a heart issue. Say amen. Amen. Forgive. The root word is give. For means in favor of. If you are a forgiving type person, you're in favor of giving. You know what that teaches? And it's, and it's, it's it's a stated fact People that struggle with giving and generosity also struggle with forgiving others because they go hand in hand. It's a matter of the heart. Now watch what Jesus says here. Here, here is the, 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 the reward for a generous spirit. He says, now if you're going to give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. If you want people to be uh, 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 nice to you, you be nice. If you want people to be forgiving to you, you offer forgiveness. Whatever you give out, it's coming back. Say amen. Now, so... What happens is in a lot of churches, and I, I've done this, I've done this because of what I, I saw growing up and, and, and what I saw in most churches, a lot of pastors and teachers will take this one verse out of this whole chapter and forget everything that's said before and after, and they will use this for the offering. Give. And it shall be And, and we want to just use it for money. And it can be used for that. And it's an obvious issue. There's no question about you can put finances and generosity and money here in this verse but what he's trying to get us to understand it's about the heart if you give mercy you'll get mercy if you give judgment you'll get judgment does that make sense amen Amen. and we got to understand God does not want us to get a spirit of getting this verse was not put here so it would motivate us to give We should not be motivated by getting. It is just a reward for what God wants us to be, and that is generous. But so many times, we do not receive because we do it in a wrong way. We're 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 wanting to receive, and we're giving to get. And that's not what God's after. That's not what God's after. He wants us to have a heart like his heart. Somebody say amen. Watch what this says. Watch what this says. Matthew Matthew 12, 35. A good man, a good man out of the good treasure of the what? The heart. Bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Matthew 6, 21. For where your, come on now, where your treasure is, there will your, your heart be also. They go hand in hand. 2 Corinthians 9, 7, watch this. Every man according as he hath purpose in his, his heart. So let him, not grudgingly or of necessity, why? For God loveth a, a cheerful giver. You know what that is teaching us? That is teaching us that God does not just care what you do. He cares why you do it. Your, motiv- your motivation behind your action is really important to God it is so important that in Revelation chapter number two we find that he is speaking to the church of Ephesus and he tells them man you're not putting up with sin you're laboring you're working hard you're doing this and you're doing that and I mean he has a rave review of this church from one to the other to the top to the bottom he's listing all the great and if you was to look at it on the outside man this is the model church Any pastor in America would want this to be said about their church. But then Jesus says this. It's a funny thing. He said, but I have somewhat against thee. I have a problem. Really? On the outside, everything looks great. He said, yeah, I have a problem. Watch what he says. Because you've left your first love. In other words, it wasn't what they were doing that he had a problem with. It was why they were doing it. You you were not doing it because you love me. You were not worshiping because you adored me. You were not serving because you were appreciative of me. You did it because nobody else would. You were doing it out of obligation and not adoration. And that bothered the Lord. I mean, enough to, he said, I'm going to remove my spirit from that place. So God cares about why we do what we do when it comes to every area of our life, including the area of giving and generosity. So what does that mean? I want to have a right heart when it comes to the area of giving and generosity. Because I desire the blessings of the Lord upon my life. How about y'all say amen. amen. Now watch. There's a, there's a progression that we go through. Every person. Before you're saved all the way down to as a, a mature Christian. You're going to see. We're going to talk about four different hearts this morning. And I, I'll do these quickly. We're not going to take long. Uh, but four different hearts this morning that we need to have. We, need to, we, we see and we need to deal with. And you'll notice that as before we're saved, we'll have one, and then after, and then all the way down. But the first one that we need to deal with, the first one we need to deal with is found in in Deuteronomy. If you'll look, flip over there where we said, Deuteronomy chapter number 15, uh, the Bible says in verse number seven, He is speaking, God is speaking to His people, and He is trying to teach them about giving. He's trying to teach them about generosity and, and, and being a giver. Uh, he begins to tell them about uh, uh, debt and how God instituted an economy where every seven years, debt was canceled. All debts were canceled. Uh, Wouldn't that be awesome? Mercy, that'd be great, amen. Every seven years, I mean a blank just right down the line, all debts were canceled. Now, in in telling them that, in in teaching them this, this is what he said, verse number 7. If there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren with any of thy gates in thy land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thine what? Heart. Thy heart. See, it's a heart issue. Nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother. But thou shalt open thy hand wide unto him and shalt surely lend him sufficient for his need and that which he wanteth. Beware. Here it is. Here it is. It's a lesson we're going to learn today. Beware that there be not a thought in thy wicked heart, saying, The seventh year, the year of release, is at hand, and thine eye be evil against thy brother, and thou givest him naught, and he cry unto thee against thee, and it be sin unto thee. Now let me explain that. What does that mean? He is saying this. If we get close to the year of release, the year of jubilee, if you will, the year where all debts are canceled, and somebody comes up to you, and somebody has a need, a brother has a need, and he comes to you with this need, and he asks you to help him with this need. If you sit there and you say, "Okay, we are like we're like six months away," uh, we, we, we you know, if I give him this money and he, he might not he might not give it back, and then I'm gonna lose out on that. Y'all with me? If I loan this money and we're this close to the time of release, and he's not able to pay me back then I'm going to be out this money. You know what God said that is? A wicked thought. A wicked thought. You say, what is that? He's talking about greed. Say that with me. Say it with me. Greed. 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 So the first thing we have to do, the first thing we have to do, if we're going to have the heart that God wants us to have, to be blessed, is we have to, number one, deal with a greedy heart we have to deal with a greedy and a selfish heart the first thing God says do not let this wicked thought come into your mind do not with help, uh, listen withhold the blessings and the help from your neighbor don't ever be greedy and selfish now here's the deal Here's one one of the main points of this whole message. If you don't get nothing else, I hope you get all of it, but but if you don't get nothing else, you need to understand before you leave here why God invented giving. God did not invent giving to give you a heart attack. God did not invent giving to to make you worry and and, and, and to to frustrate you and to uh, 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 make preachers have to give up. No, God did not give giving into our lives for that purpose. One of the things we know, God did not give giving and institute giving because he needed it. He's not broke. He doesn't need anything. Before there was anything, he spoke everything into existence. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He doesn't need anything. So why did God invent giving? Why did God implement and institute giving? It's not because he needed it. Well, it's not because of the needy. God did not create giving for the needy. God did not create giving because there was other people with needs. He's not up in heaven wanting to equalize everything and take all from the rich and give it all to the poor. Let's let's all be the same. He's not that way. And by the way, the government shouldn't be that way. Because it'll never happen. According to Jesus Christ... He told the disciples, there will always, he said, you will always have the poor with you. Do you realize there will be poor people until Jesus comes? Yeah. There will, you say, man, I know that. Amen. There's going to be poor people until Jesus comes. It is what it is. No matter what, there's always going to be poor people on this planet. You know why? I, I was sitting, I was in a, I was in a, a, a doctor's house. We were working. I was helping uh, uh, Brother Russell Marsh and in, in, in working in a, in, a, in a doctor's house putting trim work and stuff in there. And, and and man, I was whining. I've, I'm ashamed of it now. I mean, I look back on it now, but I was just whining and complaining. And look at this, man. He's got, I mean, this house was ridiculous. It was unbelievable. Beautiful house. Had everything you can imagine. And I was looking and I was whining. No wonder I got to pay this and all I got to pay for doctors and insurance. Y'all ever done that? Now I was thinking I go to that, and I got to pay this and that and this. man these astronomical prices. That's why he lives here. I I built this house, amen. I mean I was just it was crazy, and I was whining and complaining and 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 a fellow over there. I don't, I don't know whether he was. I can't remember whether he was doing sheetrock or painting. I'm thinking painting, but 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 he was sitting over there. Didn't look, didn't look like he had two nickels rubbed together. He said, dude. He said you need to quit whining. He said, you don't understand. He said, if you took all the money from the rich people and gave it to the poor people, he said, in two years, all the rich people would have it back. I said, number one, you need to mind. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> I wanted to say that, but I. Didn't. And then he started explaining, he said, look, man, most poor people are poor because they do poor people's stuff. Most rich people are rich because they do rich people stuff. And you say, well, I had money. I wouldn't be like that. That's why you ain't got money. (laughs) And let me explain it. Let me explain it. Most wealthy people, before they buy something, they're already seeing, can I get my money back out of this? If I resell this, can I get my money back out of this? Now, poor people don't think that way. I don't think that way. When I buy something, I buy it because I want it. (laughs) Y'all with me? And I buy high and sell low. And when you buy high and sell low, you're going to be poor. It's not a com- conspiracy with the government. Come on. I'm just being real. And I, 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 if you don't believe, if you don't believe that that would happen, if you took all the money from the rich people and gave it to the poor people, in two years the rich people have it back. Look at all the people that wins the lottery. They were broke, don't understand how to deal with money, how to work with money, and how to invest money. I guarantee you they're going to be broke. Look at all the, look at all the, the, the athletes that, that, that got millions and millions and millions of dollars. Now they're broke as a cob. God did not institute giving because of the needy. There's always going to be needy. Why did God institute giving? Because there was something we were all born with. And that's a greedy heart. And it started with Satan. When I started looking into this and reading this, man, God opened my eyes to some things. Let's look at the devil, for instance. He, he was in the presence of God. There was no... There was no created being on this planet or in the whole universe that was as blessed and as glorious and as mighty and majestic as Satan. His name was Lucifer. He was the head archangel. And he had the privilege and the honor to be in the very presence of God. There was no greater angel in all of the universe. There was no greater created being. You know what he said? I want more. This is not enough. I want more. I want, I'm going to be king. I'm going to be God. I'm going to put my throne above yours. In other words, he had it all, but that was not enough. He wanted more. He wanted what he could not have. So what's that have to do with us? How about Eve? Adam and Eve. Do you realize God created this whole planet? Have you ever seen it? This planet? Y'all seen a picture of it? Come on, people. Y'all making me nervous, you know. Where y'all coming from? How many of y'all seen a picture of the Grand Canyon? Mount Everest. How about that beautiful snow this week? Can you imagine that there was a God in glory who created this whole beautiful earth and gave it to two people? And said, it's yours. Have dominion. You're the king of the earth. You're the king and the queen of the earth. It's yours. You can have everything. And then put them in the most ridiculous, unbelievable, incredible fairy tale garden there ever was. Said, you got it all. It's yours. Except one tree. And guess what? They had it all but they wanted more it wasn't enough greed are y'all with me oh that's not us That's come on all right let me let me get another verse let me get another verse it's passed upon all of us y'all we're all guilty watch this James 4 James 4 from whence come wars and fightings among you come they not hence even of your lusts, that war in your members, the word lust means desires, your wants, your desires. Ye lust, you want and you desire and have not. I mean, you go to the point of killing. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight in war. You have not because you ask not. Watch this. But when you ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. In other words, you're asking because you're greedy. These desires and these wants and these cravings it causes fighting among us and war. You mean you mean prove it? Have you ever fought with your your spouse? Oh, ain't y'all special this morning? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, in my household, there's been wars and fightings among us, amen. Every morning it seems like them girls. That's my britches. That's my shirt. You, Mama, she's got on my. I was going to wear the. God, help us. (laughs) I won't, I won't, I won't, and it causes, y'all with me? What's that got to do with us? You see, you combat lies with truth. You, You combat heat, or excuse me, cold with heat. You, 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 you combat evil with good. You combat greed with generosity. Now, if you don't think we're not all born with a greedy spirit, go back in that nursery back there and take one of them binkies from them babies. And after that nursery worker beats your eyes out for waking up that baby... Have you ever noticed, have you ever noticed that, that this child can be over here playing with this toy and is content with this toy, is happy with this toy, is excited about this toy till they look over to their neighbor and it seems like that, that neighbor is having more fun with their toy and that toy automatically becomes their toy? Mine! See, we're born with it, but God doesn't want it in his children. God does not want greed and selfishness. He wants to get all of that out. He calls that wickedness, wickedness, and it will become a sin to us. It will become a trap to us if we go around and we are greedy and selfish. And God implemented giving to deal with our greedy heart. Church, say amen. Number one. If we're going to have the heart God wants us to have, we've got to deal with a greedy heart. Number two, we have to deal with a grieving heart. And I'll go quickly. We have to deal with a grieving heart. Look at the next verse. The next verse in verse 10. He says, he's still dealing with generosity and giving. He says, thou shalt surely give him, and thine heart shall not, what? Thine what? Heart. Thine heart. Say it with me. Thine heart, thine heart shall not be grieved. grieved when thou givest unto him. Why? Because that for this thing, the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thy works and not all that thou puttest thine hand unto. You see, that's why we name this, that's why we name this the blessed life or a life that's blessed, not a wallet that's blessed. He said, I'm going to bless everything. I'm going to bless your relationships. I'm going to bless your family. I'm going to bless your finances. I'm going to bless your children. I'm going to bless your health. Are you all with me? If we can develop the type of heart that is not grieved when we give. Preacher, what are you talking about? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know that feeling when you, when you put it in and you're like. Well, y'all be honest with me because the other two services, they lied. They act like they never grieved when they gave something. And I'm not even talking about just in church. How I many of y'all, somebody come to you, say, man, can you help me? And you gave it to them, and, you, and, the, and the last all went through your head. I ain't never seeing that again. And that hurt. Grieve. Oh, mercy. Mercy. Well, God says, don't be that way. Don't grieve when you give. Now, I don't know about y'all, but that's easy preaching and hard living. I've struggled with that one. And, and you know, we can we can we can change that. You see, God doesn't want us to grieve when we give, he wants us to cheer. Woo hoo hoo! Yeah. God loveth a now that word means hilarious. I was gonna laugh like I did in the second service, but it was humiliating, so I'm not gonna do that again. But it's it's a it's a Carla laugh. Come on, y'all. It's, it's, ex- <laughs> you see, that's how God wants you to feel about your giving. Hilarious. This is wonderful. This is woo! not, oh God. How do we do that though? How do we, how do we go from having a grieving heart when we're giving to a cheerful heart? Here's the best way to do it. I, God, this is great right here. This is a good illustration. When I woke up this morning, uh, I like to eat. Y'all, y'all like to eat? Sure. I'm fond of eating. Amen. I really are. It, I, I'm a connoisseur. It just, it's something I enjoy. I, I do not suffer through eating. I enjoy every bite. Say amen. amen. You can't go and say, yeah, I can tell. I look at you. Amen. That's, uh, what a blessing to have friends like that. Amen. Uh, but this morning I woke up, and, and you know, I walked out, without, out the house without any cash whatsoever. And I'm thinking, I got to eat and I ain't got no cash whatsoever. What in the world am I going to do? Hey, brother. Oh, man. That's sweet. You the man. Oh. That's a $100 bill. So that's a lot of enchiladas right there. Amen. Now, why'd he do that? That was so sweet. Why'd he do that? Because I gave it to him before the service. Are y'all with me y'all didn't think he was that generous did you oh he's taking me out deep what's the point preacher what's the point the point is this he's not grieved about this he's not grieved about this it didn't grieve him to come give me this because it was already mine think about this now focus focus with me this is good He did not grieve over giving me this because it was already mine. I had previously given it to him. Now, here's when we start grieving with our giving is when we think what we have is ours. See, we have an ownership mentality. Now, if he felt like he owned that bill, it's going to break him down to bring it up to me. Amen? But he understands it was mine to begin with. And what happens is, in our lives, when it comes to our giving, we think it's ours. This is mine. I work for this. Well, what if you didn't have a job? Well, what if you didn't have the health to work that job? Guess what? You're breathing his air. And you know what? We could lose all of that just like that. And when we understand that we're stewards and not owners, it changes everything. How many of y'all ladies know it's easier to spend other people's money? Isn't that great? I need you to go pick up a few things. Here's my card. I have no problem, son. Let it roll, baby. Here we go. But you go digging in your wallet. You see the difference? Now, when you know that what you have is the Lord, let me prove it. Some of y'all looking at me funny. Watch this. Watch this. The Bible says that everything we have is the Lord's. Psalms 24, 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness, that means everything in it, thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Deuteronomy ten fourteen. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord's thy God. The earth also with all that therein is. Everything we have. So old preacher, but 10% is his. No, wrong. 100% is his. He's just asking for that 10% back to see if he has your heart. And when you know what you give belongs to him, and you are a conduit, not a reservoir, it changes everything. Church, say amen. amen. Number three. Number one, we have to deal with a greedy heart. Number two, we have to deal with a grieving heart. Number three, we have to develop a generous heart. Look what it says in verse number number 14. He's still speaking about giving and generosity. He says, thou shalt furnish him liberally. The word liberally there means generously. Out of thy flock and out of thy floor and out of thy winepress. Of that wherewith the Lord thy God hath blessed thee, thou shalt give unto him. In other words... When, when, when someone has a need, you don't go to them and say, okay, what do you need to get by? In other words, don't needle them down to the point, okay, I know you've got well, what, just exactly what do you need. Uh, God says, if you're going to give, just give. Be generous. Be like me. In the, in the Psalms, it says, my cup. Have you ever noticed the blessings of God has always been Blessings. He's not a just enough God. He's a cup running over God. And that's what he wants you to be. And if we will do that, if we will catch that and understand, if, 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 if some of us, we, 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 you know, we hit a calculator and we want to get just exactly 10%. I ain't giving no more than what he's making me give. God's saying that's the wrong, that's the wrong spirit. That's the wrong heart. If somebody comes to you with a need, he says, just be Generous. Just be generous. When you give, give more. I've been really trying to practice this. I mean, even to something as small, something as small as what some people think small, but it's not, unless you ever work in this department, is, is when you leave your tip at the store or at the at the at the restaurant. I'll go to leave a tip and I'm saying, okay, what's 15% or what's 20%? And, and 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 God's saying, just be good to her. And I think, you know, that's true. Here we go. Little as that. I'm talking about, I'm talking about whatever you do. You know what Jesus said? The comparison? The comparison is this? He says, if a man needs your cloak, give him your coat too. He says, Your coat is the inside coat, and then they had an outside cloak. He says, if he asks for the cloak, give him the coat too. If he asks you to walk one mile, he said, go. What if all of God's children would become two-mile Christians? Do you realize that this world would quit thinking we're hypocrites? Can you imagine what kind of impact we could make and what kind of difference we could make if we would become two-mile Christians and be generous like God and not try to just get by? Can you imagine the blessings of God that he would pour out on us because we're acting more like him? Man, I want to be a two-mile Christian. And you know what I found out? The more I do it, the less I'm grieved over it. I ain't going to lie. I didn't like giving. And then when I did start giving, it hurt. But when I learned to be generous, the more I did it, the better it felt. And you know what? You'll find this. Being generous is fun. I saw... I left a tip yesterday to a lady that really it's not even the type of restaurant that you leave a tip. But I couldn't help it. When you when you study this all week, God convicts you about it. Amen. So I left one on the counter up there. She looked at me funny and just smiled. Had no business whatsoever. There was nobody in the place. And I just, she said, thank you. And boy, that was fun. And let me, let me give you the last one. We have to develop a generous heart, but then we have to develop a grateful heart. You know what he said? You know what he said? He said in verse number 15, And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt, and the Lord thy God redeemed thee. Therefore, I command thee this day. This day. He says he's commanding us to be generous. You know why? He said, do you remember where you was when I found you? Do you remember you was a slave? And you didn't have anything. You know what I found out in life? Some of the the worst people that was the most wicked people that God saved is usually the most generous people. In other words, the people that can look back and see how much God saved them from. They're the most generous people I've ever met. You know why? Because they haven't gotten over what God's done for them. I've got a buddy of mine. I've got a buddy of mine named Paul Owens. He's a wicked guy. I'm talking about a wicked guy. Listen lives in, in South Carolina, Barnwell, South Carolina. He was a captain of the Baltimore County Jail. Just, I could tell you story after story after just, Just a unbelievable, just just, a, just wicked. He would tell you the same. Well, he got saved. I led him to the Lord on, at the hood of his truck about 2 o'clock in the morning, one, one night. And I mean, I was witnessing to him, been witnessing to him, been witnessing to him. Well, son, he got saved, and he got the verily, verily kind. I'm talking about he got, when he got saved, he got saved all over. Say amen. Amen. And you know what? He is the most generous person I've ever met in my life. I can go over to South Carolina and I can can go over there to preach or do a a revival or something of that nature. And I'll walk up to him and he'll say, hey, cuz. And he'll give me one nim handshakes. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Always a blessing in it. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about a uh, 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 happy meal blessing either. Are y'all with me? And I and I say, look, man, don't don't. He said, come on, cuz. come on, cuz. You asked Brother Doyle and Miss 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 Belisa, they they would go sing, and he'd he'd go up to them, do the same thing. He'd roll it up real tight, little old thing, and he'd shake their hand. He I, I've seen him buy groceries. I've seen him help people with their power. I'm talking about just just blessing people that couldn't even do anything for him. And the reason he's that way, he'll tell you, he's never gotten over what God did for him. And I'm telling you, if we will remember what God has done for us, we won't have no problem being a blessing to somebody else. And all God's people say it. Amen. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings and your mercy today. Thank you for the folks in this place that God, we want to we want to grow and mature and develop in our Christian life. We want to we want to move from a greedy heart to a grieving, Lord, to a generous heart to a grateful heart. God, we want to be what you'd have us to be. We want to be like our Father in heaven. Now, God, I know this takes time. I know this takes maturity and development, but we got to start somewhere. we got to start somewhere. God, help us all to be what you'd have us to be. Help us all to begin our maturing process to become what you'd have us to be. Lord, I pray if there's anyone in this room that's lost that doesn't know you as their Savior, I pray that today would be the day of their salvation. I pray for that one, Lord, that, that, that's, that's just discouraged, that's just down. Lord, I pray that you'll lift them up and help them today. Lord, if there's somebody that needs to join, I pray that they'd come today and trust you as their Savior. Lord, we thank you. We glorify your name for who you are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Everyone stand to your feet. We're going to sing a verse of invitation if you need to come right now as we sing.
1: If you need to be saved, to you come Jesus, on. we got ladies and gentlemen now at this altar. Be glad to take a Bible and show you how to be saved. To Say, preacher, I need to join I up. Well, come on. Come on, we'll take care of that too. Maybe you I just need to be encouraged. Maybe you need somebody to pray with you and help love you. Come on. And come on. trust help Him, him now, in see. His presence daily, daily. Live. Lord, I pray. I Lord, I pray. Surrender all. all to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender. Yes, God speaking all. to you. Come on, come on. All, all to Jesus, I, surrender. I humbly bow. I surrender. Humbly at His feet I bow, worldly pleasures all forsaken, take me Jesus, take me now.